Bros and Bows Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. And before we get started in the episode, I got some business to plug out. We have A3 Archery Custom Bowstrings. If you're looking for custom bowstrings, check out A3 Archery at www.a3archery.com. These guys are putting custom back in custom strings and introducing an industry-leading proprietary process called Pre-Cycle Shot Technology. Use code BBB15 for 15% off. Our next business we're going to plug out is Southern Loon Retrievers PA. If you're interested in in-person or online gun dog training, head over to Southern Loon Retrievers PA and click the link in the bio. Use promo code PODCAST in all caps. Our next business we're going to plug out is J&J Cabinet Plus. If you need custom granite or cabinets, hit up J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Jake and Josh will be more than willing to help you out and get the perfect countertop and cabinet of your dreams. That's at J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Our next business that we're going to plug out is Josie Sweet Something. If you need cakes, cupcakes, wedding cakes, whatever the cakes may be, hit up Josie Sweet Something and get the perfect cake of your dreams. And now we're going to go ahead and get into the episode. And welcome to the Beers, Bros, and Bows podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Harlan. And uh, today I got uh, Andrew Maycheck on the line. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much, brother. Just uh, enjoying our uh, crazy rain out here in Missouri. Oh, yeah. No, we got it over here in Georgia right now. <laughs> it was raining all day today. We were actually supposed to go turkey hunting, but uh, we slept in, and then it just it started raining really bad. So we were like, oh, we're probably going to nix that for tomorrow morning try it. Yeah, I'm hoping our 3D shoots are on for tomorrow, but uh, the uh, <clears throat> we told we were joking about bringing our own kayaks for the shoot, so that's how bad it is. <laughs> Do you kayak a lot? No, um, no, it's uh, one of those things, kind of like I don't swim very much. Um, I try to, <laughs> I, I try to avoid things that make me go in circles. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, Andrew, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, give the listeners just an introduction to who you are and uh, and what you got going on. All right. My name is, as you said, my name is Andrew Maycheck, um, 48, uh, married, father of four, um, rambunctious, loving children. Um, and if you believe that, well, I know where there's, <laughs> um, I got land I can sell you somewhere too. Um, <laughs> so, uh, basically, um, a little about me. I'm, uh, I'm an, uh, I'm an army amputee. Um, I lost my arm in a work related accident, uh, 21 years ago, um, right before my first son was born, um, rocked my world. Um, my wife was pregnant with him at the time. And I, after I spent uh, about a month in the hospital, um, tried to put things back together. It just, uh, it wasn't meant to be. And we decided to do, um, my amputation and, and start the healing process. And, it, um, didn't, it took me a long time to heal. Um, my, um, I spent the, the first 12 years of my son's life um, eating Lay's potato chips and drinking every type of alcohol you can actually imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, a very bad place, very dark place. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't until um, my youngest daughter was born um, that I started to come out of that and um, started to try to find them. Um, different things uh started out uh trying to get just you know fit trying to get into better shape so i could be here for my kids um found the gym started working out getting physically healthier um and then uh started looking for some other things to do to challenge myself and and something new to learn um and i i came across this guy um I never hunted. I, I mean, I, I grew up. I grew up around guns. Um, I knew people that hunted. It was just wasn't. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut. There wasn't a lot of it out there. I mean, it's just not that I was. You know, I wasn't brought into it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so the, the hunting thing was when we moved out to Missouri. Uh, the hunting thing was just totally different to me. Um, bought a bunch of land, and uh, and the guys that live next door were like, Hey, let's, let's, you know, let's go hunting, uh, bought a rifle and said, Hey, that was boring as hell. <laughs> um, and so they're like, well, you know, 
get a crossbow or, or something like that. And I'm like, I never, I never had a prosthetic. I never had very many adaptive devices. Mm -hmm. I, I learned to do things the hard way. Um, part of the reason I go to the gym is so I can be stronger to be able to do the things that, you know, a normal person can do with two hands. I try to do with one. Um, and so I, I was doing a little research and I, and I found this guy named Jeff Fabry who was, uh, um, lost an arm and a leg and um, shot a compound bow for the United States Olympic Paralympic team. Wow. And I'm like, Whoa. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I said, I, I, I want, I want to do that. And um, read it, reached out to him at that point in time. You know, we were talking, um, you know, a few years ago, this back before the internet was what it was. And, you know, he shared some emails and some AOL messages and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. he, he gave me the basics of, of how to set it up and, I started out with a park compound bow, um, 35 pound draw, um, shot at a deer. I think my arrow, he like looked at me, looked at the arrow and kind of laughed and, you know, ran away. And as it bounced off him, mm. and it kind of, kind of scarred me into that, that whole atmosphere of, of hunting. So I said, Oh, I like the archery thing. So, you know, let me learn to shoot 3d. Um, and it's, I, been doing that, I, you know, I, I um, moved back to Connecticut for a couple of years and, and it kind of fell off it. And then we moved back to Missouri again, um, where we're at now. And uh, um, I'm like, I want to get back into this because it was uh, it was kind of it's therapeutic to me. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's a challenge, but it's got a it's got a direct, you know, that direct result of, you know, gratification of, you know, hey, that was you just you just did that. Um and now I'm trying to better myself through that, but I'm also trying to try to reach out to other challenged individuals, uh, whatever it may be, you know, maybe an amputation, maybe just a, a, some sort of challenge. Everybody has challenges, you know, and just right. the ability to overcome them and find archery in the outdoors. It's just, it's this amazing place that God's put out here for us to enjoy and he tells us to go out and enjoy it and to and you know to harvest for him and for yourselves and um learning to do that and bringing that to if i could reach one person and say you know what you didn't give up you you hit rock bottom you found your way out of it and you know you're you know you're showing someone else that you know you can live yeah, I I do incorporate my my belief in God into the into my process. Right. Um, but you know, it's it's about it's about just getting people into the outdoors in in some way, shape, or form. Um, <clears throat> archery is is where I believe my purpose is at. Um, I'm also this year. I'm also getting into fishing. Um, haven't done that in a very long time. Um, but I've got a, an adaptive device, uh, one of the few, um, that I'm putting together, um, to get out and, and do some little bit of crappie fishing with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, and that's what the other thing with that is, you know, not just somebody else's kids, but my kids, you know, they watched me for the first half of their lives uh, drinking and, and being this nasty, you know, right like somebody even, like somebody lost yeah absolutely and had no purpose in life and mm -hmm. you know um and no drive to do anything um and the difference in the last couple of years is, has been tremendous with you know my relationship with my family and my kids and you know and, and people in general you know mm -hmm. um i, I some of them aren't so bad and i i kind of like being around people sometimes and uh it wasn't always like that um but it's it, yeah, it's just like I said. Um, if I can if I can get one person out there, I have um, a piece of land that I have um, access to. It's only about forty acres. Um, <clears throat> my goal with that is to next year at some point in time. Probably won't happen this year, but I want to have something set up so I can bring a challenged individual, a kid. Um, who never had the opportunity to because of, you know, he's autistic or something like that. People didn't feel it was the place to be, to be able to bring them out and 
to do a hunt or right. just it'd be out and, and enjoy, you know, um, that part of that part of the outdoors. Um, but that's going to take some some work and I'm going to, you know, trying to find some help to, to make that happen. But that's that's a long term goal. Um, it, it, just to, to lead by show by example, I guess. Right, right. And, and, and those are, I mean, we, we, you kind of covered a lot of the, the topics that I, that I really wanted to hit on as well. And, and I'm going to kind of, uh, go back and, and try to hit some of these here. And, and as far as, you know, that resiliency that, that you've developed, you know, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It's something that you got to build back towards, um, and to have, and, and I wanted to know, you know, you know, how that, how that affects your children, uh, seeing you being able to become that resilient person and say, Hey, like, Yes, you know I'm an adaptive athlete now, but that's not going to stop me from from doing the same things. Like you said, like you know, you may not be able to do everything with two arms, but you're trying to do everything with one, and you're and you're crushing it. Honestly, I mean, if people go on your on your Instagram, they can see it. I mean, it is it is extremely impressive what you can do, and that, it just shows people, you know, like what resiliency can unfold into somebody. You know how it how it manifests into into somebody that's so much stronger than they were the day before. Absolutely. And, um, uh, as far as as far as my kids, um, I have four. Um, they're 11, 13, 18, and twenty. And you can you can see the difference if you talk to them mm-hmm. between the the older two and the younger two. Um, my daughter, my youngest, she's gone everywhere with me. Um, she's not she's not a tomboy, um, <laughs> but she's but she's the first one to go out and play in the mud. Um, she was the first one that, um, first one of my kids that picked up a bow. Um, there's, there's a definitely a difference as they've seen me go through this and, and the, you know, just the being, you know, the outgoing part, um, not being a recluse and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, where my older two children are content to, Hey, I'm just going to hang out at home and play video games. Um, where the younger two are like, I'm going to go play baseball and I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go do something. And just that alone is, I think is rubbed off on, you know, me being of that same kind of mindset of you know, right. just trying to find something to do. Yeah. Like leading by example. And that's something that, you know, me and you obviously relate to as far as, you know, being in the military, we understand that concept. Uh, you know, it's not just a, to some folks that may be a buzzword, but I, but I feel that, you know, for folks who, who did, you know, did serve, and this is not downing anybody who didn't. I'm just saying, in the, in the aspect of people who have served, they've they've seen that firsthand of what that looks like uh, mm-hmm. in a day to day life, into 24 seven, and uh, and what an impact it can have on on you know the young mind and and, impre- and people that are very impressionable. Um, and that's awesome. It's awesome to know that that you're you're staying strong for your kids for that, and it's and it's great to see that that you're able to bounce back and not let that stop you. Um, it, you talk about how like the archery aspect of it is very therapeutic for you. And, um, you know, what about it? You know, what about that, that archery process? Cause I, I understand where you're coming from with that because it's very, the same thing with me, just shooting targets alone. Um, for me is like that. It's a, that, that piece of quiet, you know, of doing that. And it's just you and the bow and in the target. And that's all you got to focus on. And it keeps you driven. Um, how is it for you? You know, what are you using it for? You know, is it your escape uh, from your pain or is it, you know, just something that, that just gets you away from, from everyday life, you know, something you, you can just do? A little bit of both. Um, there's there's nothing more individual um, than shooting a bow. Um, you have to you have to put yourself and, and to do it well. Um, you know, I, I shoot every day, you know, it's, um, but you have to clear, you have to clear your mind. You have to put, you know, you know, the kid, you know, kid got detention at school and, you know, or whatever it may be. And it's like, nope, I'm going to go, you know, you let it go and it, and you set everything else aside and you, you channel within yourself to, to become one literally with, with your, with your bow. Um, and it's probably, you know, you talk about pain. It's probably one of the, one of the one things that I do that I don't feel any pain because my focus is through this little tiny peep and, and looking at 
looking at something in the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you know, you're not, not surrounded by <clears throat> the world at, at that particular moment. It's, you know, it's pure tunnel vision. Um, and it, it allows you, like I said, it's just, it, you get into that. It, it, you talk about getting in the zone. Well, you have to get in the zone to be able to do that mm-hmm. consecutively and well. Right. And as far as you know, that that brings my next my next thing here too is, you know, um, your bow. You know, you talked about your bow. Your bow setup as it pertains to you know an adaptive archer like yourself. Um, you know, it, it's is it a, so much different than you know than a regular archer is going to use? I mean, do you have to have new you know new modifications on there? What, what kind of what is all that about? Like exactly. Literally, I it's my bow is exactly the same as anybody else. I okay. shoot, um, I, I shoot an expedition eccentric. Um, there's literally nothing different on it, with the exception of on my D loop. I have uh, we use a a lot of us use uh, some guys use different material. It's it's a lot of feel, just like people use a different kind of release. Um, I use literally dog collar material mm-hmm. that's that's cut down folded over itself and stitched it's about an inch and a half long and i run that through a d loop that's probably a little bit longer than normal um because i have to it has to rotate 90 degrees um to be able to fit into my and people ask doesn't that hurt your front teeth i'm like you know if you're using your front teeth you're doing it wrong okay yeah that's what i was gonna ask was like uh, have you chipped your teeth you know doing this no. like <laughs> my wife my wife gives me a hard time all the, all the time about it and it's you know you can't you can't have a big fat juicy steak and then go shoot or have one afterwards. You know, that the jaw will get tired, especially when you're shooting 50 arrows at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's an inch and a half long. It fits all the way back um, on my molars on my left-hand side. So it goes all the way to the back. Um, and it kind of, if you, you know, you get, you get it in a certain spot and it's, you know, because I don't have that third point of contact, that you would have with uh, a nose button or a kisser button or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling that tab in the same spot, the, the inside of your mouth is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So it, you get, you get that third contact point there. Um, other than that, I have, um, I shoot uh, um, a limb driven primer. Um, I have um, an, a, a, um, a true wall uh, site, you know, I mean, it's everything else is exactly the same. Right. Except for that. My draw length is short because I'm not getting past the corner of my mouth. Right. Um, I had to learn how to shoot with my left eye. I, I never learned. I never knew anything about archery before, so I didn't have to relearn anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with the gym. I never really lifted before either. So that was um, it. Learned all new bad habits instead of old bad habits. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> the bow that I the bow that I have right now, I shoot about sixty two pounds. Um, <clears throat> I have shot bows in, in excess of seventy pounds. Um, my goal for archery season this year, and I know people, uh, you know, they're gonna. I'm sure somebody's gonna say something. My goal is to shoot with eighty pound limbs for my hunting bow this year, whether I shoot at 80 pounds is yet to be determined, mm-hmm. but I you know, steal a line from Cameron Haynes. I trained for this. Mm-hmm. I trained to, but you know, uh, uh, there's things that I do in the gym and, and I shoot every day and I shoot the same way every day to be able to, to do what I do. Um, and the only reason for that is because, um, back to that first arrow that I released on a deer in, in 2007. Uh, <clears throat> um, it's still, it's still etched in my mind. And, and the reason for that is no kinetic energy, you know, um, a lightweight arrow on a 24 inch draw with a 35 pound bow is literally no kinetic energy. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I want to feel comfortable in my equipment to be able to do the job that I wanted to do. I don't want to just shoot, a whitetail um my goal i would like to also be able to hunt larger game and if you you know you go to take a shot on an elk and if you're off an inch and you catch a piece of shoulder blade with a 60 pound bow and that short draw and the 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 mouth tab as well you know so i don't shoot a very fast bow so i try to 
yeah, you know, I'm compensating someplace else, you know, but it's not, it's not an ego trip. Right. Um, it's, there's a purpose for it. And like I said, you know, if you do the work and you train for it, then it's, it's different animal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as far as your training goes for that, I mean, are you, are you doing like a lot of, uh, you know, I'd assume that, you know, I've seen your videos of you drawing back and you got to pull your neck back a little bit. I mean, you're doing like crazy neck exercises on the side, you know, like, you know, neck raises and stuff. Shrugs. I do. I do. Uh, I do a lot of shrugs. Um, I do a lot of static work where I, you know, I'll take uh, combinations of stuff, whether it be cables, dumbbells, bands. So I have resistance in multiple directions. You talk to, um, I don't know if you, um, I've talked with uh, Christian and uh, Preston Ward. Mm -hmm. um, some of the guys that are do physical therapy type work specifically for, for archers to strengthen. It's they've both thrown me some different ideas. Um, but it's, like I said, it's a lot of, a lot of stability work, um, static holds with, you know, um, resistance in multiple directions, um, to help me hold and, and simulating my press because I don't draw a bow. I press it. Um, and I do a little bit of work with, a with stability balls, as far as, you know, you sit there and you'll just literally hold a stability ball up against the wall with the side of your head. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it's static, but it's still, it's still, you know, a muscle exertion that, you know, does it help a little bit? Yeah. You know, my neck doesn't hurt nearly as much as it used to. Right. Um, and I've also shortened my drawdown. I, I tried to shoot 26, um, and I would get, you know, that lean that you get when you're, you know, when you're overdrawn. Right. Right. Um, and, and that would, you know, that would come back into my neck and I would also turn my head away from the bow, which, you know, makes reproducing a shot that much, you know, more difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, um, I wasn't aware that I didn't really take into consideration that it's more of a pressing movement for you than it would be a drawback. Um, that is very interesting. So that's, yep. so a lot of bench press, a lot of pushups. <laughs> Yep, it's uh, so I do a lot of decline bench. Um, I put up a video on Instagram, um, where I I do, I've got kind of like a little routine on decline bench. Um, my decline bench is kind of weak. I was probably only like a buck ten, um, but I use when I when I do my warm ups with just the bar, I'll, um, I'll rotate it and I'll I'll set the end of the bar down on the floor, mm -hmm. raise it back up on an arc press the other side down and, and basically rotate it into different directions. Like you've seen guys do what they call like landmines mm -hmm. with a, with a barbell, I, kind of the same thing, but just using my arm in, in various motions and the decline press is the closest thing to directly simulate what I do. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, you, you know, still diving deep into the whole, you know, your, your day-to-day -day routine, um, you know, getting you ready for that. You know, I want to get, I want to dive into that. My main thing that I really want to cover too is, is your, your beginning with it. I know you talked about how, you know, your first, you know, your first bow shot that, that scarred you and you started getting into the training, but with you picking up that first bow or you picking up the bow in general and you were like, you know, wow, like I'm actually about to start this process here. Um, you know, what were your, what were your main difficulties that you ran, that you ran into at first? They, that maybe you thought I might have to quit this or, you know, or this is making me more determined. Um, well, there's two things in there. I, one is, um, is being able to walk into a bow shop and, and shoot a bow. Um, one being the part of that being left-handed that every left-hander in the world has, you know, that unless they've got, you know, huge bow shops around and you can't walk into a, into a shop and, and just pick up a bow and shoot it. Mm -hmm. um, and then finding a shop that, you know, we'll take the time to say, Hey, all right, I'm going to, I know I did set this bow up a little bit different for him to be able to try out and say, you're going to do this five times because there's five different bows I want to shoot. Um, draw length is, is a huge factor. Um, you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of big bow companies right now stop at 26 inches and that's a short draw bow. Okay. Well, there's others out there that, um, they, it, <sighs> A lot of companies make a short draw bow, but it's also a short axle to axle bow. Mm -hmm. um, because of the way I use a D loop, I, my D loop is above, so I is above the knock. Mm 
Um, and so one of the things that we get is I get a lot of knock pinch on anything that's got a really short axle to axle. Um, you won't see me shoot a bow under 33 inches. Um, my, uh, a new bow that's on order, um, is, a uh, uh, 37, um, the new X 37 that expedition came out with. Um, I can't wait to get my hand on that one. <laughs> um, cost, you know, uh, a lot of us that are disabled are on limited income. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably been the biggest drawback of mine. Um, you know, people are like, Oh, well, you know, how come you're, you know, how come you make such a big deal about field staff? Well, because I've reached out to some companies that get where I'm at. Um, you know, whether they're, Hey, you know what? I like this guy because of what he's doing or, you know what? I put his name on this guy because he's got a gimmick, you know, and he'll get, if you know, we goes to a shoot and he stands out in a crowd. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. You know, but it's made it a little bit more economical for me to shoot better quality equipment. Right. Um, you know, when I first started, like I said, the first bow was a, it was a Parker, probably, I think it was out the door, completely set up for like 175 bucks. You know, it wasn't a very expensive setup. Um, and I, and you know what it's like, I mean, these new bows, you, you know, how many of these new bows are, you know, under a thousand dollars these days, not very many. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, and I, I don't have the ability to, um, probably one of the biggest mental issues I have is that, uh, you know, I, I can't make any extra, um, to, you know, to offset my, you know, I have to pick this expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's probably been, you know, it's probably kicked me down more times than, than anything else. Um, I've struggled. I mean, uh, you know, with, with being consistent with a lot of things with that, um, the only time I, I really gave up was when I was living in an area in Connecticut that I just couldn't get to a place to shoot and I, and I couldn't shoot in my yard. Um, you know, where I'm at now, I can, I can spit arrows in a, about 115 yards if I wanted to in my yard, um, without endangering anyone, you know, so it's, um, having that facility to be able to shoot, um, having someone that gets it that's willing to answer questions for you when you have a question mm-hmm. um and and that's what i'm you know you know something else that i've tried to do is you know what i i have i have uh you know a direct message box full of you know questions from you know from amputees from from able-bodied people you know um how do you do it you know um I know this person that, you know, or that I know so-and-so that I think they could learn something from, you know, from what you're doing. And, and I, and I only had, you know, I had very few people again, you know, were, you know, 15 years ago or so when I, when I started, there weren't very many out there shooting arrows like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went straight to the top and, and probably one of the best ever um, to shoot para Um He's not competing quite so much anymore, you know, now um, I think his place has been taken by Eric Bennett. Um, but, the, you know, if a guy's willing to take that time and, and, you know, to help you through it and to answer questions for you when you have a question helps to keep you focused too. Right, right. And and so, you know, the the is it a big community of adaptive archers like this? It's getting there. Um, yeah. um, especially now, you know, um, you're military guys. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are, that I, you know, I, I talk to on a regular basis that are, that are injured military guys. Um, Jonathan Lopez, uh, CK Brewer. Um, I could go on and on with, yeah. with the guys yeah. that have been hurt, you know, but it's because, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys that are coming back from, from overseas with, you know, devastating injuries. Um, it's just the nature of the beast of, of where these guys were. Um, and, and we get it because, you know, traumatic injuries combined with PTSD and a total exacerbating change of life. Um, you know, your, your lifestyle, not just 
my everyday stuff like folding clothes and, and things like that are things that kick my butt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those things that you take for granted, brushing your teeth in the morning, um, you know, the little things are, are pain, you know, um, the one that probably amazes more people than anything is it was, you know, my dad used to, you know, watch me, you know, change diapers with my kids when they were first born. It's like, damn, how you do that so fast? You know, it's like, you know. um, but it, it's things like that. But I mean, we get, we kind of get, you know, yeah, I don't know what it was like to, to be over there in that atmosphere. I, you know, I, my, my dad was in the Navy for many years, still works in, in a military base. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I mean, I, I know what that part's like, but you know, to get hurt doing that, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, we, we kind of, but we kind of clicked because we get a lot of the other stuff that, that comes from the aftermath. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I, and um, it's a very, it's a growing community. I mean, if you, um, if you ever go to a, a totally archery, a total archery challenge, um, there's a bunch of guys that go up there to do that because it's not, it's for fun. Um, you know, I'd love to be able to go, um, it's just not gonna. It's not in the cards for me to go this year, um, but it's it, it's fun and it, it takes a little bit. You know, when you take the competition away, you you know you you get more people involved. Um, and we're I think we've got a good strong community of, of a bunch of guys that are um, laying out positive role models. You know, and and promoting it. I mean, not just promoting us. You know, but promoting archery in general yeah no no i totally agree i think uh in you know my earlier podcast i'd always gone over that you know how sometimes the hunting community can be i'm starting to see that it can also be just as toxic as the the veteran community can be on their on their business side of the fence of stuff you know and and, in on instagram especially you know social media just can get very ruthless but you are starting to see a lot more um either you know adaptive you know uh athletes or regular you know, athletes that are out there doing it, it, you know, archers and, and they're just trying to bring more people into the sport itself. I mean, just like you said, uh, with uh, total archer challenge, I think that is, uh, you know, some people may not agree with like the event itself. Uh, I, I personally, I like it. I think it's a, it's such a cool, like I haven't gotten to go. I was going to go this year. I was actually going to go meet, uh, Daniel up there. We had talked about it. Uh, but I, uh, I actually, I didn't get to go, but, you know, back to what I was saying, it's just that that community and that event, I think, brings a lot of people together and allows them to kind of experience archery without the, the hunting aspect of it, you know, without all that pressure for that. And, and like you said, it's more fun. You get to feel everything out and you get to, you know, go out there and, and uh, meet vendors and you get to see all these other businesses that, you know, may not be as super popular on social media or something, but they're there, you know, and a lot of them are great organizations um, which, you know, leads me, you know, have you, you know, what are your, do you have any big organizations that, uh, they really, they really keen to as far as like them, you know, uh, really trying to, you know, provide for the adaptive athlete? Um, well, I mean, I believe in all the companies that I work with. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I didn't say, Hey, Oh yeah. You know, you're going to offer me 10% off if I put a sticker on my, on my bow case. <laughs> um, most of the companies that I work with, um, uh, expedition, particularly, um, there, um, we've talked about some things that the general public may not necessarily see, um, or trying to, I'm trying to get them. And I believe it's going to happen from my hunting bow is, is, a it's kind of a combination of one of their new bows with, um, um, a different cam setup. Um, but it's, uh, most of the companies that, that I deal with are, have a, um, a mission base in, um, a Christian mission base, okay. honestly, in, in a lot of their stuff. And that's, and that's become a big thing for me because it's, um, it saved my life. I, I mean, um, I've been through some crap over the last couple of years, you know, between, you know, put it out there between me and my wife. And, and if I hadn't found what I did at, at the right time, um, I would probably wouldn't be here. And I probably, you know, if I was here, I wouldn't have the family that I do. Mm-hmm. 
and that and that's something that's important to me um as far as um you know companies out there that are doing things you know i i can't talk much about any of the other companies i I know that i know that most of them have their hand in this Mm -hmm. um with some individuals and they're they're making some stuff um on a side note one thing that's cool about some of these you know um watching a guy um you know a lot of people that one of the things that they'll say say to me is you know i i guess i can't ever complain about getting hurt again um and i kind of got to bite my tongue when i see people saying oh you know i i blew out my shoulder and i can't shoot a bow anymore and um then you go and you watch um some of these big elk hunters um popular on uh, on instagram mm-hmm. um dudley um you know um one of the guys that uh, i met through um a, another archery company last year um he had hurt his shoulder and you know to be able to you take help an able-bodied person say oh you know i'm gonna lose my elk season this year and like oh, dude why don't you you know try this and and then you know for for them to to go out and have a, a successful elk hunt um shooting with a mouth tab you know to <laughs> to not you know that 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 to me is is cool and then i i think then that's where i think a lot of hunters you know um you talk about support in the community you know um hunters are cool um you got a lot of target target shooters that are jerks mm-hmm. um but um you know, we have to, we got to work together. Um, you know, I don't think there's any one company out there that's really blowing things above and beyond um, to do it. I think, I think there's, I think everybody's got their hand in it and understand um, and are, are trying to hit the field with, you know, with what technology they can. Right. And, uh, you, you know, going with that too, you know, like you're saying, you know, the hunt with the hunting community and everybody bringing them in and, and stuff. And, and some folks are, you know, they're, they're so focused on, on competitions and they're, they're so focused on the hunt that they're not, they're not realizing like the toxicity that they could kind of spew out. And, and it is unfortunate when you do see that. Um, so going into your, into not to get too personal or anything like that. If you're not comfortable talking about your accident and stuff like that and how it's kind of like how it, how it like affected you. Um, do you want to, are you, are you comfortable with like diving deep into that? I'll go into that. Yeah. Now I, yeah, five years ago, I'd have said no. Um, I've, I've come part of, again, part of my process of, you know, um, getting a little get more in getting more in touch with my uh, with my religion um i don't have the problem with that as i used to um so yeah i I, you can you can ask me ask away so uh your accident what exactly like happened all right i was working on um literally it was a trash truck um with um it was one of the ones that have a, a center hopper um not a you know instead of a, a rear loader like a lot of them are um, we worked in a a decent sized town um and so it was uh it was just a little bit more functional to have these um, mid-loading refuse trucks mm-hmm. and i had a i had a high the hydraulic ram had malfunction on me and bound up um, basically trash got on the limit switches and, and made them stick. So the Ram would move. I shut everything down. Um, you know, um, shut down the motors, shut down the hydraulics, isolated everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, I don't know, five, five twenty, five thirty in the morning. Um, and, and, you know, nobody around. So I base I reach in with my, with my left hand, because uh, it was all I could reach to get, and I, you know, reached in there to clear off that limit switch. And as soon as I did, there was evidently enough back pressure or whatever it may have been in that system that ram came back and uh, 
I used to wear those leather cuffed one size fits all gloves um, that are usually for a guy that's got like a size 15 feet. <laughs> um, but uh, it caught the cuff of my glove and uh, basically everything was a stretch. Um, I got pinned down. My shoulder blades were pinned down um, and it basically just pulled um, me till uh, my humerus broke. Um, wow. And then um, the doctors never understood it. Um, you know, and it was one of those things. It's like, how the frick did your shoulder not come apart? Um, it ripped all the muscles, basically shredded. Um, the only muscles that I have left, my trap is completely intact and I have my rear delt, um, lateral front medial, um, everything else. I have about an inch of my humerus left. Um, and I, I mean, I have, um, have you seen videos of me moving around? I have most of my range of motion, even though I've got screws in there that mm -hmm. keep it from moving. Um, um, but everything was, the bone was broken. The muscles were shredded, um, pulled muscle, literally pulled muscle up through my lat and my pec up through my shoulder. Um, and I was, I had uh, yeah, a little bit of medical background. I, I knew something was wrong. I don't remember pain. Um, that's how quickly I, I went through that process, but I was able to stay conscious enough to make a radio phone call that I was hurt and they were like, you know, yeah, just thought he, you know, broke his arm or something, you know, and, you know, um, when the medic, I met the medic, the first unseen medic, um, about six months after my accident. Um, and he told me, you know, yeah, the medic, the first thing that he's got to do when he gets to a trauma scene is expose the wound site. Mm -hmm. He went to cut my jacket and when he did, he stopped and he looked and he's like, if I hadn't stopped, he says, I literally would have cut the last like two fibers of the muscle that were left and, you know, holding everything together. Um, <clears throat> uh, transport to the hospital. I was in the hospital for almost, I think it was like exactly 31 days. Um, it was one month. It was uh, January 7th or December 17th, 1999. Um, and I was released from the hospital on January 17th, um, released and I got to go home to six inches of snow on the ground. Um, <laughs> they tried to put everything back together. I had pins and screws and muscles moved around. Um, they could never get my white blood cell count down, um, because there was so much infection. Wow. Um, the muscles just wouldn't take, I couldn't get, they couldn't get good blood flow. Um, I, I, in, in the process of there, um, I, after about seven days, I was transferred to a larger hospital. Um, <clears throat> they think they could have done things and they said they would have, you know, might've done things different, you know, but you can never know what, you know, what the outcome could have changed. Um, but it got to a point where we're like, you know, okay, well, this is, it, you're just not taken. You're just, it's not, you know, we're not getting the results that we want. Um, what do you want it? You know, it was time to, to clean everything up and, and start the healing process. Um, uh, I took me uh, 12, 14 years to start healing. Um, you know, I, I was 28 years old. I'd been active i'd worked on cars i you know played baseball football you know i love playing sports and now here i am you know granted i was right-handed i was you know i could still write you know but i was uh, my and you know on top of that my wife was pregnant with our our firstborn it was you know he was born six months after i got out of the hospital um i turned my world upside down yeah. um wow. and um you know, when I say I lived in a bottle, man, I, it, it ain't no joke. Um, you know, if I was awake, I was probably, probably had a can of beer or, you know, something in my hand. Um, I never, I, I never did anything other than that. Um, you know, pain meds never didn't work. So they, you know, they just, um, but I was angry. I was angry at everything. I was angry at, you know, my wife and, and God, how did you do this to me? And, and, you know, um, just full of anger. And, and that was, you know, my only release at that point in time was to eat, 
and to drink. Um, when I started my fitness side, um, when my daughter was um, about a month old, um, I was 275 pounds, um, five foot six. So, Whoa. you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, you figure I'm, I'm missing an arm, so that's good for, you know, what, 10, 15 pounds or so maybe. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, so, I mean, I was, I was in very bad shape. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, it took a lot of work to, to get out of that, that dark place. And it, you know, there's still moments, um, I have, they told me the phantom pain would go away. Okay. Well, 21 years later, I still have it. Um, you know, nothing, you know, the mirror treatments and, and a lot of that stuff just did never, never worked for me from, you know, to, to turn that stuff off. Um, part of that, and I've learned later is, is the amount of nerve damage that I had because of the way that my injury happened. You know, we talked about, you know, I told you my, literally my pec and my lat were pulled out of my shoulder. Right. Well, with that comes, with that comes nerves. Mm-hmm. And then when they break, they scatter and they're like elastic bands. So, I mean, I have a spider web of disconnected nerves all over my back. Um, so when I, and that was, when I first started uh, to shoot, you know, I um, trying to engage those muscles and, 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 you know, to shoot straight out and kind of re try to image myself shooting, a, shooting as you would, you know, with two hands with, you know, you, your shoulders back, your arm up and, and things like that. And like, my, I can't do that, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, it triggers, it, it triggers so much. So, you, you know, I just found a different way to, to do that without engaging. Um, and then the, the less I engage it, the less it bothers me, but it's, you know, that's one of those things that people ask me, does pain hurt? I'm like, Nope. Your pain is mental. Cause it's, you know, you have to, especially that, you know, you have to learn to block it out. You know, um, right. if I succumb to, to every little pain that I had because of this, um, you know, I, again, I'd probably still be drinking or worse. Right. Right. And as far as your, you're working out and stuff like that, um, you know, what are the, uh, what are kind of like the, the tools that you use, you know, to, uh, you know, you know, are there like specialty tools that you have that are, that you're using, um, uh, in place of not, you know, obviously not having, not having your left arm. Um, the base, the only thing I use, um, uh, and, uh, a device for is uh, is to deadlift or anything that of that combination of you mm-hmm. know of where you you know uh, Romanians uh, stiff like deadlift deadlifts anything you know that that mentality. Um, <clears throat> I use a, um, a TRX mounting strap, the one that's got the 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 hook on it, and it's got little um, it's got stitching like every three inches along its way, so you can you double it back up upon itself right. and. Uh, the other part is just like, it's literally a, uh, just a $5 yoga strap that you can buy on Amazon or anywhere else that, um, loops around my shoulder through the top of that TRX strap. And then I, um, I run it around my chest so it doesn't slide off my shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. because again, not having, um, I, I was, I, I competed, I did some powerlifting competitions, uh, when we lived down in Texas, oh, cool. it was like, Hey, this is like, you know, I can do this. And then, and I thought that was, I thought that was, you know, the thing. And I thought that was going to be my thing. And it just, it was cool. Um, it just wasn't, you know, the atmosphere that, that the people involved, you know, talk about good people, mm-hmm. um, percentage wise, I met more good people doing that than than in archery but uh it you know um it just i'm 48 years old you know i i can't i can't keep doing that it was it was cool and i i you know i just think that archery is more um archery is where i need to be um but that and that's it i mean i do i mean they make dumbbells i mean they make dumbbells for a reason so you can use them with one hand at a time um you know, I, I have to implement, you know, I have to use more core to maintain balance, um, because I don't have that offset, you know, on the other side. Um, I do a little bit of stuff with bands, um, to work the muscles that I do have and every once in a while to help me stay stable. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but besides that, I try to do everything the way I do them. I mean, it, it's a little bit different, um, but I still bench with a bar. Um, I squat with a bar. I, I'm, I'll never go super high. I, my squat number would never, never be really high because, um, you know, I can't lock into the bar and, and hold it. You know, your proper method is to, you know, to pull that bar down into your shoulders. Right. Um, like I can't do that. So I, I have to use my body and I end up leaning forward a little bit more to keep it, you know, to keep the line a little bit better, which limits, you know, uh, using more back than just legs. So it limits, right. um, yeah, it limits my strength, you know? So, okay. My max squat was 350. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, um, and I still, you know, I still tinker around with heavy deadlifts cause it's, you know, it's nice to, um, you know, throw 350 on the bar and, and do a couple heavy singles every once in a while. Um, my bench will get stronger because that's, because that's my focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and using the bar, um, using the bar makes me incorporate stabilizers. And I think that's, I think that's why part of the reason I, I can, I, I believe I shoot well, um, you know, um, but I, I can also stand at full draw for a, a decent amount of time. Um, and I, and I think those are definitely, you know, directly related because of the stability, the static muscle work that I do in order to keep that bar with 110 pounds on it right. balanced, it, you know, mm-hmm. no, I I'm, watch guys, Mm-hmm. The guy, <clears throat> and uh, it, it's it's cool that you talk about that too. Because um, when I had talked to Christian, we had talked before, and that was one of his things that he talked about is that a lot of people don't realize that they're um, it's not so much the pulling aspect of your of your trigger hand, it's your stabilizer arm that's really taking the brunt of all that all that force. You know, having to keep everything still and squeezed, you know, and that's, you know, it is a lot of that, that movement of, of benching essentially and having that static hold. And a lot of guys can't hold that, you know, they get really tired and shaky and stuff like that, you know? Um, so it's, a, it's actually, it's just, to me, it's, it's just really fascinating when people are able to do those things and adapt in that way. And, and, uh, and I just, I, I, I love it. I, I think what you're doing is, is just awesome. And, and I love watching your workout videos. I think you're, man, you're crushing it, man. Like, some guys they can't do that. I mean, I can't do. I cannot do one arm push ups, but I've seen you do them, and I'm like, shit. I need to. I need to start this. Like, I need to be able to do that. So you're, you're, you know, you are motivating people who are not, who are not amputees, who are not disabled. You're not just motivating them. You know, you're motivating people outside that spectrum as well, and that's that's a huge that's a huge thing. Just do me a favor when you try those one arm push ups. Don't yeah. twist in your hips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I've always tried to do um, is is to is to keep that balance. Um, I've watched a lot of guys that that you know they'll they'll literally they'll bend themselves in half mm-hmm. trying to do a one arm push up, and and I think it takes away from you know what you're really trying to do. Um, but yeah, dude, it's balance. I mean, and it's and that's. Um, it's, it's all balance. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Andrew, uh, we're, we're, we're coming up on an hour now. Um, so I got this, this last question that I asked folks, you know, at the end of the podcast, maybe you've heard it before me ask it, but what is the biggest myth that you want to debunk about your, uh, your, you know, your archery profession as it, as it is, um, you know, People tend to think one way, you know, they may think that what you're doing is easy or they think that, you know, this is, you know, something that anybody can do or something like that. Man, um, I haven't, I haven't had a lot of hate, um, I don't, I, that's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what myth that that's, you know, involved in this one and what I do. Um, you know, I mean, 
the only thing that I really hear people say is, you know, it, it, it's not good for your teeth, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, kind of, it's no worse than, you know, it's, it's no worse than eating that, you know, chewing on that steak that you were chewing on. Um, I honestly don't, I don't know that I have an answer for that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's setting your mind to, you know, to overcome, um, you know, it, it's just like everything else. Don't let someone tell you, you can't, mm-hmm. um, you know, because there is a will, if, you know, if there is any semblance of will to do something, mm-hmm. you can do it. Um, you know, and it's whether it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be archery, you know, um, it, it could be, it's, it's just living life. Um, you, you'd be surprised in what your mind can accomplish and, and make your body do. Um, if you're, if you, you have the will and the, and spend some, a little dedication and, and putting into it. Right on, man. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I know it's a, it's a tough question. It stumps a lot of folks sometimes when I ask it, cause nobody really, you know, thinks about it, but I, I think it's a good, uh, self-reflection point. Sometimes it's good to, self-assess and self-reflect on, mm-hmm. on stuff like that. Um, so any like, you know, future plans and, uh, where can people find you at Andrew? Um, the easiest place to find me is on, on Instagram. Um, one arm arrow flinger. Um, I am, I want to get into doing some more, uh, YouTube videos. Um, again, um, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, uh, any of the, your uh, your video camera companies out there want to uh, want to help hook me up and do some work together? <laughs> um, I would love to have some. I'd love to have some better video equipment to be able to do. Uh, I'd love to do some more DIY videos on uh, on, on how we do things. Um, you know, more in depth onto my shooting. Um, you know, but and just you know, just general you know other stuff that we do. I mean, I, I said you know, um, people don't realize. Uh, the everyday struggles that, that things that are, that are a pain in the butt to do that I would love to, to help somebody out with. Um, so that's, that's in the works. Um, as far as where I'll be out, I'll be at, uh, doing four right now I'm booked for four ASA tournaments. Um, I will planning on being down in Paris, Texas, uh, Metropolis, uh, um, London, Kentucky, and um one in alabama um we'll be doing a clinic through nubability um which is a a program that i'm just getting involved with it's designed to um, for kids um with limb differences of all sorts um to get them into into doing various sports um n-u-b-a-l a-b-i-l-i-t-y um they're on instagram as well um you can find them through me um so i'll be doing i'm gonna be doing my first camp as a coach this year with that um but yeah that's um that's pretty much where i'm at right now um but i'm looking to uh to expand and just to you know reach the further i can reach out the the better i can you know reach that person that i'm trying to to reach out to awesome man awesome and uh well andrew you know i i really appreciate you coming on here um it was uh, you know we've been trying to get this thing hooked up for a bit you know trying to get a conversation going because i've um you know daniel you know sent me your name and and i had already i coincidentally had already been looking at your page i was already following you and stuff like that and i just again what you're doing is awesome your motivation's great um you know love the work ethic you got and especially what your future plans are coming towards you know like uh, all those charities and, you know, and those, you know, nonprofit stuff, I think it's huge. And, and, you know, I definitely want to get into those and start helping out as well. So I'll, I'll probably hit you up offline on how to try to broadcast that a little bit more, especially here on the podcast and, and on the, on the Instagram page. And then, uh, for sure. you know, for your competition stuff, man, good luck on that. You know, I hope you do good. Let me know when that Alabama one is I'm here in Georgia. So maybe I'll try to make it out there and we'll try to do something to support you. And, uh, and uh yeah man it's been it's been an honor having you on brother well thank you for thank you for letting me uh to reach out a little bit like i said more people we can reach oh definitely definitely well andrew i'll see you later brother all right thanks jesse all right bye
Bye.